What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. Got Adam Ronis here, and oh, we're recording on Monday. What a weekend, Adam. How are you, man? Man, you know what? We uh, we actually didn't even record a show for for Friday, so Thursday night. So it's been a little bit of an extra time uh, not getting to talk to you. Although you did fill in on the fantasy alarm, a nice bonus there. But how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it was busy. You know, Saturday I was in the city for the uh, NFBC, the uh, Mike the Mouth Ultimate League. So that's a league that I've been the facilitator for, I don't know, seven, eight years now. So was there. Good time. Uh, we draft moved very quickly. They even, a couple people even told me during the draft, like, yeah, you know, it was moving so fast that I delivery took some time to slow it down. I was like, why? Keep going, man. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. And uh, SiriusXM broadcasted it. So if not for those delays, I think the first break was 20 minutes because they had two people on and there was another break that was a little bit shorter. But we could have been done so quick. So I flew by, then went out, had a nice uh, steak dinner. Good thing I didn't order the prime rib because those motherfuckers were massive. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, how are these guys eating this shit? That shit was massive. Um, yeah, and then Sunday I did my uh, NFBC main event draft with Brian Ambos. Uh, that was obviously not in the city. We did it at his house. Uh, so, yeah, a weekend full of drafting. Still have a draft after this pod tonight. And then one more, the GST League on Wednesday. So, um, yeah, so I think it looks like it's going to be seven leagues with Fab, which is lower than usual for me, which is kind of the way I want it. And then I think I have, I don't know, maybe five draft champions that I have to set lineups each week. So it's still a lot, but you know, a little bit less than before. Yeah. What do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven leagues with Fab. Yeah. Right. Barf and TGFBI, Fabiano's League, my Dynasty for Sirius XM, FSGA, Towton Labor. But I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I think I might just do uh, like a random NFBC one uh, over the next night or two. You know, it was it was weird for me to go through this whole weekend. And, you know, we did the whole draft weekend thing over at Fantasy Alarm. And so I sat there in Discord and camped out there. But, you know, it was like just staying on top of, you know, all the latest news and everything that was going on because we had all the trades and stuff like that happen and bullpen shifting around. That I was like, man, I I, I feel like I, I want, and I'm setting my fab yesterday for like three of the leagues, right? They ran on Sunday, and uh, and now I'm like, I'm like, ah, I think I need another league. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's is it. It might just be draft fever, but you know, I'm also like just super pumped about you know my rosters on a bunch of these teams. The only team that I really hate is uh, is my labor team. Yeah, I mean, I looked at a couple of my teams already drafted pretty good. Obviously, some couple of injuries, a uh, couple mm -hmm. of shifting changes. But I will say this because I just went through some even more rankings updates before the pod. I don't ever recall sh shifting my rankings as massively as I have over the last week, man, right before the start of the season. Just so much has changed, even in these drafts, man. It's insane how so much has changed, not even in a week, in two to three days, man. The value of players has shifted dramatically. It's it's nuts, man. Yeah. Where were your what were, where were some of your biggest shifts? Like I had to deal with like, you know, obviously rotate, moving things around after the Kimbrel trade. Um, 
you know, the Shamanaya deal. I didn't think that that was going to like move my rankings that much, but then all of a sudden it was like playing time. It was like, all right, we found out today Julio Rodriguez, you know, was made, made the team, uh, Riley green with the injury. That was uh, Lance Lynn with the injury. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy. Where were your bigger shifts? Julio Rodriguez today moved him up uh, a lot now that we know he's going to start the season. I mean, he's a top prospect. We know he's got some pop and speed, and he's going to get the opportunity to play every day. Uh, in my main last night, this is a 15-team league. He went with the third pick around eight. I think you're going to see him go in the fifth, sixth round of the NFBC main events. You know, what kind of where Bobby Witt is going. Like, you know, that it's going to be the same. You know, I'm just I'm I'm not as high on on Rodriguez, I think, as as I am on a on a Bobby Witt. And it's not even about hype because we've been talking about Rodriguez now for like two years where, you know, yeah, special talent, this and that. And he makes the uh makes the team. I don't know, man. I just I I worry that, you know, that that it could like it could almost be like another Jared Kelnick situation because you know the the way Depo- Jerry Depoto when when we were interviewing him. With the, with what Jerry was saying was you know sounded like that that Rodriguez had a greater shot of not making the team, right? And just kind of you know not holding him back for service time, but holding him back because he just needs you know a little bit more seasoning or more maturity or or whatever. I mean, he's super young, right? Um, and so you know, like I look at guys like Witt and Torkelson, who I've expected to start you know the season up. So I guess I'm I'm kind of. I don't know, man. Like eighth round for Julio Rodriguez seems like a lot for me. Yeah, I mean, again, this is the NFBC, so they are a little bit more aggressive because they are playing for that overall prize. And then if you get, you know, Rodriguez to come up and perform like he's shown in the minor leagues, then it's just uh, it's huge because you get the power and the speed. So you do see them a bit more aggressive there. But, you know, he is you know considered one of the top prospects in baseball. So now that you know he's opening the season, uh, yeah, he's going to go higher. There's no doubt. I don't have him anywhere. I mean, you know, he was going in after round 20 in early drafts uh, before we knew anything. So those teams look uh, pretty good right now. But, yeah, you're seeing a lot of these prospects uh, up. It looks like C.J. Abrams could be up as well. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, you know, Jim and I were actually talking about this uh, pretty in depth, actually, throughout the uh, the Fantasy Alarm show today. So. You know, this this rookie class, I mean, listen, we could, we, you know, say whatever we want about the negotiations. But, you know, the CBA, the new uh, the new incentivizing teams with draft picks, if they're uh, if they're if they're rookies finishing like the top three uh, in voting for the rookie of the year awards, like all of a sudden like that seems to have really like spawned this like this this crop here this year that we're looking at. It's Bobby Witt. It's it's Torkelson, it's Julio Rodriguez, like you said, Abrams, Bryson Stott's going to be the starting third baseman for the Phillies um, because he's the only one who can play a lick of defense. Jeremy Pena has had himself a fantastic spring. He's going to be the starting shortstop for the Astros. Adley Rutschman will be up with the Orioles once he's you know his triceps uh, are healed. But then you've got like Hunter Green, Matt Brash. Um, there's just, there's this huge wave of rookies starting up right now, which I gotta be honest, man, it gets me all fucking pumped up about it. Um, you know, just, I got rookie fever. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's good for the game. I mean, we need to see these guys in the big leagues. Look, stop putting them in the minor leagues. No other sport does this, right? I mean, I know it's different in the NBA. You come out of college, boom, you go to the pros. But uh, NFL, same thing. And then in baseball, you got all these guys. Oh, yeah, service time. This guy's not ready. He's got to do this. No, man, bring him up, man. It's good for the game. Let's get these young players. And look, they're all not going to pan out. There's going to be struggles. But we've seen over the last several years, a lot of guys come up and immediately uh, perform right away. So not all these guys will, but yeah, I'm definitely going to take a chance on a few of them. There's no doubt about it, but now the price is going to be a lot higher on these guys. You know, I was fortunate to get wit in round eight of TGFBI, but again, that draft was what late February. That's not happening anymore. I mean, he's gone in the third round of main events. We even debated taking him, but we knew he wouldn't make it back. We debated taking him on the three, four turn, picking at 15, um, he didn't make it to us. He went three thirteen, so two picks before we can even consider him. So that's where he's been going. Uh, you know, he's got shortstop eligibility now. He's going to play third, so he'll get that. That is big, especially at a position that's thin. And uh, he's had a good spring as well. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of excitement. You can understand why. Again, you don't want to have five of these guys on your team. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, one. Wait, what? You know, one and I maybe don't? yeah. I mean, I have your, I got Pena in TGFBI too, but again, that was really late before. And I, that was the tough part for me when I was doing these DCs. I was like, I want to take Pena or what if Correa comes back now, it's a wasted pick. So that was always the debate in my head, but I do have Pena in a few leagues already. I just wish I had Julio Rodriguez, man, just don't. And I don't see, I don't see how I'm going to get him now. So, cause I'm sure he's going to go higher than I expect in both my remaining drafts. There's no doubt there's always someone who's just exuding enthusiasm to go get a player like that. So I'm just not going to overpay. Um, I did. I did go high on Joe Adele in the main event. See, I like that. Actually, I like that a lot because that, you know, it's so funny. I was talking about post hype sleepers today and Joe Adele is, is a name on the tip of my tongue about that. I was also looking at Nick Senzel. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge Nick Senzel fan. He breaks my heart every year, but I will still uh, his price is cheaper than ever. So I'm definitely interested in him. It's a matter of staying He's healthy. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Adele, Adele's price has gone up. I got Adele in the labor reserve round. That's a 12 team league, 23. And then the reserve round was five. And I took Adele in the reserve round. That was before we even saw anything. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take a shot here. You know, he'll probably get an opportunity to play. His price has gone way up. So that's that's kind of we looked at. We like, you know, looked at the ADP in the main event over the last two days, not even a week, two days, man, because the shit has changed. And Adele, that was the spot. We took him first pick around 12. If we don't take him there, we're not getting him. And I have him ranked kind of right over there anyway. Um, I, I have him pretty high in the ranking. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the one. Now, I, I don't know if it's a reach. I mean, again, you got to know you got to know who you're drafting against. You got to know. And I knew in this format, especially pick your 15, you don't take him there. He ain't coming back. So we kind of both agreed on it. He's like, oh, look, I wrote this down. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. All right, let's do it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing that the, the, the value that is shifting. I mean, you could go back and look at some of your early drafts like, wow, look, I got this guy around 10. Oh, now he's going around six. Holy shit. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Robert Suarez went in round 11. <clears throat> of my draft last night, just, I guess, cause there was a report 
that he that, could close. That he was going to close in right. San Diego. Well, we saw this. I don't know if it was the same reporter, but there was a report last year before the start of the year. Emilio Pagan's probably going to close. And it was the reporter's opinion. There's a big difference, and people need to discern that. Just a reporter's opinion doesn't mean it's going to happen. And that's what happened last year with Pagan, and people got burned. So I don't know if this Suarez is the same thing. I Oh, I already have Suarez in a couple leagues, including TGFBI. So I kind of hope it happens. But I was like, whoa, round 11? Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, dude, the helium is just, I mean, it's bonkers, right? I mean, it really gets crazy after a while when you just start seeing certain things pop up like that. I, you know, I mean, listen, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like in some ways, like, not we're not at fault here, but we talk about the players that everybody wants to know about all, all the time, and everybody keeps asking about you know these players. So it, it just it, the fact that we end up having to speak about it as often as we do just keeps driving the price up even more. Like, oh, wow! I'm, I just what? realized this. So that guy, the team who took Wit, also took Mondesi, Julio Rodriguez, Kelnick. Robert Suarez, Kiebert Ruiz, man, some took a chance at some young, young players here. Right. That's like the, the, Gore. That's, that's the guy. Who, this is the guy who's like <laughs> hasn't read anything about what's going on in baseball except for the last two weeks. But the motherfucker did take Edwin Rios from us, man. I mean, it was round 27. We were two Edwin picks away. Rios. Is yeah. he still a thing? Uh, he's. I think he's going to get some playing time for the Dodgers, man. Really? Yeah, I do. I've, uh, I'll take him late. Look, it might not work out, but that guy's got good power. We know the Dodgers like to rotate guys around. He's making the roster. So, and what if Bellinger continues to suck? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying, dude. Bellinger, oh, man, it's. I'm, I stayed away from him. I mean, well, okay. You don't want to overrate the spring, but come on, man. He can't even make contact, right? I mean, it's a problem. Yeah. No, it's a huge problem. It's definitely a huge problem. And I've stayed away from him also. And, you know, like, th that's the worst part about, like, trying to rank somebody like that. Right? It's like, you know, I, for me, it's a red flag. But people are like, well, where are you ranking him? Where are you ranking him? And I'm like, I don't want to drop him, like, off the board. Not off the board, but don't be afraid to push him down further. I did again today. I mean, because basically what that tells the people who are following your rankings is I'm not drafting this guy. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's going to be. Well below his ADP. Because I think there's always going to be someone. Uh-oh, just got my draft order for tonight. Are you Don't, fucking kidding me? Were you 15 again? 11 ah. out of 12. What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> oh, well. Nothing you could do, man. But damn, Kassane getting a top player. 11. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. You end up with like Acuna and Lewis Robert. That that wouldn't be too terrible. Um, damn, do I take Acuna, man, that early? Uh, you know what? I don't have Devers. I want Devers. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go two bats. Who knows? Some sometimes these guys fall. Maybe Tucker falls. I've seen a couple drafts. Like it depends on the pitching. Like I saw one. It was a main event though. Picks eleven through fifteen were all pitchers. But I don't think that happens in a twelve. But you never know, man. You get some wild people in there. So 
Oh, boy. (laughs) Then again, I don't know. You know what? If Corbin Burns falls to 11, I'll fucking take him. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to think. I mean, because it's a 12 tier. It's so funny, you know, like the the 15 team where I could see, you know, the 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 Devers, Lewis, Robert, or the Kyle. They were not there, man. There. I was hoping they weren't. I was really hoping that one of those guys would fall, and they did not. So really, yeah, hmm. yeah, because uh, Tucker went 10, Robert 11. Bets 12, Devers 13, Trout 14. So, yeah, in this one, there were only two oh, pitchers. Oh, Jesus, in the first right round. in front of you. So, who did you yeah. take? Albies and Freddie Freeman. We don't love it, but, you know, it's like the other option was to take Woodruff with one of the bats and uh, decided not to. So, how'd you build the rest of your next three picks after the first two hitters? Verlander and Freed and Eloy. I love Eloy. Dude, people are so selling him short right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so you got a little splash of speed there. You got some power there. And you got a little pitching in there. Not bad. See, this is just this is just getting the juices flowing know, again. Right? I want to <laughs> do it. Ah! Unbelievable. Because I actually, I had a, uh, oh, my God. Tell you about the uh, did you hear about the, the the labor auction last night? What happened? Oh shit. All right. <laughs> we'll take a quick time out, pay some bills. When we come back, I'll tell you what happened in the labor auction for unsigned free agents. Back after this. All right. So Adam, last night they did the uh, you know, so the the labor leagues ended up saying that. They were going to do a, a an auction here, and the the unsigned free agents, uh, the top twelve unsigned free agents, um, based on ADP, they weren't going to be available in the main drafts. They were going to be available for auction after, like you know, like right before the season started, before the first Fab period, and so they were going to do that. And you know, there's like. You know, whatever it was, like nine guys from the, uh, you know, for the National League and and three guys for the American League. Somehow I I hear now that the American League, like, suddenly agreed to just push the three guys uh, into the first fab period and they were going to just do it that way. I don't know why we didn't fucking do that with with ours, but lo and behold, like. You know the labor crowd, you know, the, the the people that I'm with, you know, you got Mike Gianella and and Brian Walton and Derek Van Riper, Colton and the Wolfman, um, you know, Greg Ambrosius and Sean Childs from the NFBC. And so, you know, the crew there, um, Freddie Freeman went for the most money. What would you say? What, what did you think? Now, remind you, it's a hundred dollar budget for okay. fab. So wait, this was the. This is the NL where there was nine players, right? This is the NL where there were nine players. Okay, a hundred dollars. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say whew, seventy-eight. So he went for sixty-one. Oh, really? That's that's not bad at all. Holy shit! I was, I was, I got to be honest with you, man. I did not think that these guys would go as high as they did. 
Like everybody went for big money. I think it was like Freeman went for 60. Well, maybe Freeman went for 71. And then uh, Jansen went for 70 or for, for 58. Um, Castellanos went for 55. Um, who was the, uh, there was another big one in there. I'm trying to remember Schwarber for 50. Um, yeah, the, the cheapest was Nelson Cruz for $38. I could not, I was just, I, I literally, I thought that I was going to walk in there and I was just going to like blow my budget. Right. And then I saw the prices and I was like, holy shit. Like I immediately backed off and I ended up, I mean, I, I, I was like, I got to fix something here on this. Uh, on oh, because wait, you did, that was an auction style you guys did, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. See, I thought, I forgot. Yeah. I think it would have been higher if it was blind bids. That's why I said 78. I forgot it wasn't blind bids that you were doing an auction. Yeah, no, it was the auction. So that's what it was. I guess, you know, maybe I would have been better off if it was just fucking blind bids. But yeah, I mean, it was crazy. And so you I didn't just, get like, anyone? What's that? You didn't get anyone? No, I got Schwarber. Oh, for 50? Okay, I love Schwarber, man. So I was in I was in for Castellanos at 54, and then Lenny went to 55, and it was me and him back and forth, and it looked like he wasn't letting go. You should have just uh, kept going until he spent his entire budget. Yeah. <laughs> or or I get caught with like a $92. No, I mean you would have stopped before then. Well, but, so uh, I stopped at 54. He went to 55. I chose not to go to 56. Because I was just like, uh, you know, really, am I going to, you know, and, and and but then it was just it was relentless. So I was like, well, I have to walk away with somebody and that somebody ended up being Schwarber for 50. So was like, this, did the nine players go to nine different teams? The nine players went to nine different teams. OK, makes sense. So now you've got three teams who did not spend. In this one, Um and then now coming up on the first free agent draw, there's still Matt Olson, who's now available. Right. Not to mention, there are probably a few other names out there who, you know, after trades and stuff like that happen, are now in the National League. Yeah, well, the people won't have a lot of fab this year. People are not going to have a lot of fab this year. And there's no $0 bids, too, in labor. Yeah. It's going to be a very, very interesting year to see how that uh, how that transpires. But I got to tell you, man, I was I was stunned. I I thought for sure these guys were going to, you know, kind of hold back on some of their money. Nope. Everybody was just fucking making it all willy nilly. Well, I think not you have everybody. to, man. In a mono league, man, you and you're getting the opportunity to get these stud players who are going to contribute for your entire season. I think you have to, man. It's I just, genuinely thought I was going to get two guys in the 40s. I was planning on that. Yeah, I would have told you no. I wouldn't have expected that to happen. And even then, I mean, it depends, man. If you had 44 and 42, 86, and you got 14 for the year, that's tough. But then again, it's you know you're getting, as long as the guys stay healthy, two guaranteed everyday performers, which is massive in a model league because with, yeah, counting with big stats production. matter. Right. But then, yeah, but then it's just, so I guess what, there's a team then that has like 30 something dollars left probably with the, yeah. yeah. I mean, then you, you really just got to be managed well and you know, you, you could always trade too, because it is a trading league, but yeah, 
just got to be uh, really sharp with your pickups, man. Um, yeah. Especially with no dollar bids, man. It's like you can't even you can't even be like, oh, let me just bid on this guy for a dollar and see what. No, you can't. You got to make sure, like, do I want this guy? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I am. Yeah, it's um, it was it was crazy. It really was. I was I was surprised um, because, yeah, I was like, all right. I mean, listen, if, if I pick up two guys and they, they you know, jump into my core, I was fine with my pitching. Right. I was fine with that. Um, although there was something I got screwed somewhere in, uh, in, in saves somehow. I can't, I can't remember. I think I have an injury. Um, so I was, I was kind of in on the, the Kenley Jansen bidding, but I, yeah, I was like, man, I could probably get like two of these guys for the, in the forties and then just kind of make it happen. I already got Trey Turner and Juan Soto on this team. I already have a couple of, you know, decent guys as my core group. I felt good about it. I was blown away, blown away. And then, yeah, I mean, listen, I like Schwarber too. I don't love him as much as you do, but yeah, there's like a little piece of me that kind of died inside being like, yeah, I got Schwarber for $50. Half hey, my budget for the year. You're going to love him if he hits 35 to 40 home runs. Oh yeah, of course I am. Just say it. It was, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, somebody literally here. just asked me the question uh, in a G chat here. Uh, wit for Buxton in Dynasty. Like, I mean, at this, why point wouldn't or... you, I? I would. I, I want wit on that deal. Yeah, me too. He's younger, uh, and we just haven't seen Buxton stay healthy yet. Uh, Buxton went. Buxton has just gone way up the board. In these drafts, how uh, it's so funny that they do like these are these are guys. Listen, I get it, right? If he stays healthy, the year he could have, but he hasn't done it ever. Remember last year, first month of the season, people were going fucking bonkers. Yeah, he went uh, in the middle of the second round of my main event last night, and Come that's on. generally where he's been going. But again, you know, people are it's kind of like a GVP. Um, you're shooting for that overall prize. And if Buxton does play 140 games, what he does is fine. But you know the downside. Um, it's tough. I, I can't take him there. I just can't. I'm I'm for taking risks, but I really don't want to do it in the first few rounds. Um again, it would not be surprising if Buxton's drafted in the top three next year. I wouldn't be surprised, but he's got to stay on the field. Today, though. So I'm watching, uh, I think it was MLB Network, and I see a collision in the Twins outfield. I'm like, no way. Please <laughs> tell me that's not Buxton. And it wasn't. It was Nick Gordon and Max Kepler. And Gordon was hurt. It looks like he's okay. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. That better not be Buxton. <laughs> I only have him in one league. I, it was a DC Draft Champions League where I had no speed in the first three rounds. I'm like, all right, round four. <laughs> yeah, need some speed. Got to take a shot here. So that's it. But like. I'm kind of priced out on him at this point. Let me see. Because, yeah, I looked at the uh, the, the online championship ADPs uh, the last two days. So that's April 2nd and 3rd, spans 17 drafts. Buxton is 26, early of 21, late as 43. I don't get it. I honestly i i well don't. then okay if you're gonna say that can't you say the same thing about mike trout saying i don't get why he's going on the first round um he doesn't stay on the field either 
Well, it's he not hasn't in the last him. couple of seasons. No. But he hasn't, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, saying he hasn't the last couple of seasons. He It hasn't been him his entire career, though. Yeah, but it's been pretty – he hasn't played 150 games since 2016. That's five years. I'll take away 2020 because of the pandemic. So in the last four full seasons, he hasn't gotten 150 games. And people are taking him in the first round, early second round. So you can make the same argument. Yeah, I suppose you could. I suppose you could. There's just a, a wild stigma on Buxton. A wild stigma. We've also seen what Trout can do as far as the ceiling goes for him with some of his numbers. We've never had that season where we're like Buxton's one like healthy season, right? He had one in there somewhere. He had 140 games in 2017, had 16 homers, 29 steals, hit 253. But yeah, last so last year in 61 games, man, 19 homers, 32 RBIs, 50 runs, nine steals, and hit 306. He did it all in the first month of the season and then got hurt. It still counts. I know it still counts, but I'm just saying he did the majority of that damage in that first month of the season. And then he got hurt. I mean, I get what you're saying as far as like, can you make that argument against Trout? We've also we've we've seen the higher ceiling with Trout. I'm interested to see. It's funny. I actually, I don't think I even have any Mike Trout this year. I don't. I'm, kind of, I'm I don't. kind of interested He'll, to see. He's going to have a he, monster year now. I know it because I had him last year in labor, my home league, in the NFBC main event. I know this motherfucker is going to put up 50 homers, 120 RBIs. He might even start running again to get 12 steals, hit 330. And I'm going to be like, are you kidding me? I don't have him this year. Well, see, you got zero chance of Buxton doing that. <laughs> Zero. At least, at least you're sitting here giving you're offering people a chance of getting first round production out of Mike Trout, but you cannot say that about Buxton. Buxton could hit 30 homers, steal 15 bases, and hit 280. He easily has he ever do done it. it in a season. Yeah. Well, not 30. He's 16. See, there you 16 go. So the answer is no. Steals. It's okay. not yeah. It's you're, no. Okay, you're drafting Bobby Witt. Has he done anything in the majors? Nothing, but that's okay. a different story. I'm drafting Bobby Witt for his rookie hype. Okay. I'm drafting he Bobby Witt for his upside. I'm not spending a second-round fucking pick on Byron Buxton. I'm not spending a fifth-round pick on Byron Buxton. Wait a second. I know you're he's going to get hurt. If you're in a draft, a 15-team league, and Buxton's there in round five, you're not taking him? Nope. Uh, take Bobby Witt first. Would. I would take Buxton. The only reason that I would do it is if somebody in in that I knew in my league was going to give me the world for him. Because I do not believe Byron Buxton will produce. He'll, he'll, he's never going to give. This is one of those situations. I'll tell you what, you know, it's kind of funny. It's not funny, but I was really bummed about the Riley Green injury over the weekend. Right. Because. I, I, I my, my feeling about it was, was like, you know, with everything that we saw during the spring and we know the talent that Riley Green has, there's a piece of me that worries, did this kid just miss his big-time opportunity? Like, could he and Torkelson have started the season uh, with the big club and gone on to be this, like, dynamic duo? And, like, you know, like, give, you, give yourself some, like, real stardom. But the fact that he broke his foot, that he's going to be out for at least six weeks, if not longer, you know, is that going to, you know, stunt him in a way where it's like, ah, you know, he just, he's a prospect and he just never caught it. 
because he got hurt like that. And then all of a sudden, just like it kind of spirals out of control, right? Like, and it turns into like a Byron Buxton situation. So my question is, is like, you know, when I, with, with, with Buxton, you know, I'm just like, he's, he's just, we, we want so badly for it to happen because there could be all of this, you know, inside him not numerically, but yeah, I just, he missed his opportunity by getting injured early on. And it just became the stigma and it grows with him now. And it's just something that's uh, ingrained in, in owning Byron Buxton is that, you know, that that's what's going to happen. And I worry that, you know, like this, this is just a, a bit. I, I worry that this might be too big a setback here for Riley Green. Uh, no, it's early in the career. I mean, people said that about Nelson Cruz for a lot of his career. And then, you know, he turned it on late, stayed healthy and became a really good player. I mean, Nelson Cruz really didn't get going till 29, 30 years old. Um, people like he's a quad A player. He can't stay healthy and he's been fine. So there's still time for Bucks. And obviously this is a critical year. He signed his contract. He got paid and. Um, you know, he's got to show the ability to at least play 130 games. I mean, forget about 100 at this point. Can we see 130? The million dollar question right there. Is it going to happen? I, don't, I just, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather go and, and pick somebody else and rather than, rather than just sit there. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I've got, you know, whatever, uh, uh, you know, what, what kind of a chance do I have that he does stay healthy? I mean, if that does happen and he produces that year, is that, a, you know, could that be the the league winner that everybody says? Sure. But what are the chances of that actually coming to fruition based on everything that we've seen? And and I'll tell you what, again, I don't take anything to get away from him and his style of play and his level of play. I would I'd give my left nut to see my entire team play with the kind of hustle that Byron Buxton plays with, right? He lays it all out there in the field, and that's kind of what gets him in trouble. Like you said, you watched a, you know, a, a collision in the outfield. You see him go up against the wall, whatever the case may be. You see him dive to make a catch. I, I respect and love the fact that he puts it all out there, but to me, that just that that adds to it and raises the risk even more. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely no doubt. Oh, man. So this is not exactly 162 games, but if you combine the last three years, which is 87, 39, and 61 games, you're looking at uh, 42 homers and 25 steals, man. Oof. I, but yeah, see, I can't look at it like that, though. Like, I, I get what you're doing there, but – no, man. He, it's he, he just, three years. It's pandemic. It's plenty of missed time. You're never going to like you're you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna be able to put him into your lineup. Okay. And he, see those kind of numbers in a in a span of one year, one season of baseball. So okay, over the last two years, he's played a hundred games, thirty-two homers, mm-hmm. fifty-nine RBIs, sixty-nine runs, eleven stolen bases. Still not buying it. But that, but that, that is why people are drafting him early, though, because of what he's done, and it's now okay. Give me 130 games of that. Even the projection systems, they all have these are the games projected: 131, 128, 128, 128, 131. So, for those zips has 91. I think you did the zips one. <laughs> <laughs> if I had done the zips one, it would have been lower than 91. Uh, <laughs> 
I give him, I give, I give him 87 games. 87. Again, I, I'm not heavily invested. I only have him in one draft Champions League, but I want to see the guy stay healthy. I want to see – give me 150 games. I want to see the numbers this guy can put up. Uh, listen, I love when people chase a high, right? Oh, I smoked weed for the first time. I was giggling. It was phenomenal. And I've been puffing every day for the last 40 years chasing yeah, that one fucking high again. People, didn't people say the same thing about Bryce Harper early in his career? Oh, this guy can't stay healthy. Right? He missed games too. 118, uh, 100, 111. He was a lot less likable. He was more douchebaggery than anything else. Nah, people, but that was the not, uh, Harper like, oh, his health. Remember? Because he would fall. Like, oh, I don't know if he could stay healthy. And now all of a sudden, last four years, 159, 157, 58 out of 60 in a pandemic and 141 last year. So it can change. It really can. Um, we've seen it in football too. Matthew Stafford's a perfect example. So we'll see. But then again, some guys' bodies are just not built to play athletics day in, day out. And maybe that is the case for Buxton. It's possible. There's no I doubt. so badly want to bet with you on his health now. I'm not. Why would I bet? I'm just why giving not? the well, other I side. Mean, I, I no, would see, say, here, here's the problem, Howard. Talk here's, about I'm, games played. I'm giving the other side because if people just listen to you, they're automatically not going to draft him. And I'm giving the Correct. other side of why people are optimistic and why the high stakes players are putting him high up. So I'm just giving the other side of it. I don't, I'm not like, Oh, Buxton's going to play 140. I mean, be foolish. Why would I say that? But I'm just giving the other side and showing what he can do. And again, just because something happens every time doesn't mean that it cannot change. We've seen this before where, Oh, this guy's injury prone. He's never going to stay healthy. And then all of a sudden it changes. I'm not saying that's the case with Buxton, but history has shown that it's possible. I need you to promise me something here. And, you know, with everybody listening here, all right, you're you ready to swear on something here? You're ready to promise me something? What? The day Byron Buxton gets hurt, right, this season in 2022, you can't skip the podcast with me. You Why would I skip it? it? Well, because, you know, you know what you know what I'm going to be like when that happens. Okay, and then if he plays 150 games this year, or even 140, listen, that will be the most amazing. Amazing! I will, I will order a Byron Buxton. See, jersey. here's the problem with that. No, that won't happen. You want to know why? And we won't even talk about it. Do you want to know why? Why? Because the season ends early October. We'll be fucking talking football. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I, 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 I'm more than happy. I'm trying to think of what I can offer that, that you would appreciate um, that if Byron Buxton were to play 150 games this season and just give everybody what, what they've, they've been waiting for this whole time. What's, an, like, what's I, an acceptable number? 130, 135? Like you go, okay, you know what? He, he played, well, I think 130 is fair, right? Okay, yeah, okay, 130. Okay. But the, you know, with with the, you know, as we reduce the number of games here, then I lose my interest in what I'm willing to do in order to see that actually happen. Well, I mean, you're willing to take Acuna in the first round, and he might have 130 as his ceiling this year. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, that's the thing with these games played. You know, you almost everyone's going to miss some time, and you know that. All right, well, I don't get a zero; I get to replace them and fill them in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look that. I am surprised how far he's moved up, though. I definitely am. I did not think he would be, be a sick crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, they do. They do, especially in these high-stakes leagues. Uh, I'm interested in seeing home leagues where he goes. Like, I, I don't even know. I, see, I don't look at ESPN and Yahoo. I don't even know yeah, what his ADP I don't even, is. I don't look at those numbers I don't either. know. So I don't know what his ADP is lowerly. I'm sure it's like sixth, seventh round. I would say the 12-team league, right? I can't imagine going in the top five rounds of a – I, you know what? I forgot that league that I did recently, but that was head to head, though. It's different. I don't even remember where he went, but. Yeah, yeah but I have not, I have not bitten on the high price tag. What is the, because uh, I, I think if you're looking at just like his straight ADP number right now, I think you got to, you got to dive in. You got to break it down to what his ADP has been over the last month, right? MLB ADP. 2022 who does the um who does a fantasy calculator that allows you to mm. i could look at the uh the uh i mean the nf nfbc one that you can you can separate that one too well yeah i i have his adp for but all, for the last two days uh, in the 12 team NFPC online championship since 26, but I don't, he's going to go higher there because people are shooting for the overall and they want the guy that can go 30, 20. That's why I'm saying his, enough. his ADP as it is right now. If you're just looking at like, you know, fantasy alarm, right? 53.6. Okay. Damn. Even in the home leagues. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's his ADP right now. Um, it's the lowest that it is, is 118 on ESPN. Oh, my God. That's where they have him ranked as ADP? That's where his ADP is right oh now. For Please ESPN. tell me you would take him at fucking 118. And the highest at 47, that's CBS. Would you take him at 118? Oh, my God. Um, as a TD? Come on. It, it depends on who else is there. Oh, my God. It depends on who else is there. Oh, like who else is there? Who else is who's, who's ADP is sitting at like around a hundred and hundred and twenty? Let me go. Buxton to or Stanton? Buxton or Stanton? Let's see. Let's see. Matt Buxton or Stanton? Who would you take? Buxton or Stanton? Yeah. Um. See, in that case, I would take Buxton because of the speed. Okay, Buxton or Yelich? Oh, oh. Jeez. Well, I guess I would take Buxton over Yelich because Yelich is dealing with the bad back, and that's a chronic thing. Buxton is just fucking clumsy and is just he's got like little tiny hollow bird bones. Buxton or Schwarber? I'll take Schwarber. I'll just take that grunt power. Buxton or Lourdes Gurriel? Mm, yeah, I guess I'd have to take Buxton there too. Okay. You're Buxton or JD Martinez? I'll just take J.D. Martinez out of spite. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you you probably have him in the 2030 range of outfield then. I'm, I mean, I'm a sensible person on this. I just, you know, again, I've got him ranked pretty, you know, I've got him ranked well. Because, again, I understand the talent level that's there. But, you know, listen, just because, like, that's what I love about the 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 cheat sheet and doing the grid there. Is because I show you, I'm like, all right, so based on my rankings and ADP, this is where I would take this guy. If I had to take this guy, this is where I would do it. 
But like I put him in a tier with like five other dudes, right? And I say, um, I'll look at, at you know these, these other guys. Where do I have? Let me let me pull up the grid. I haven't looked at the. I, I updated the grid the other day. I can't remember where I uh, where I locked in. Freaking Byron Buxton, your boy, your boy. He's not my Buxton. boy. He's your boy. All right, yeah. So here I've got him in in round six with like Dylan Cease, Rice Iglesias, Will Smith, Brandon Lau, Adalberto okay. Mondesi. That's fair. That's where I've got. I've got him in that level there. I got him behind. I got him actually. I got him right in between. It's so funny, right? Right ahead of JD Martinez in the uh, in the draft grid. Right, just ahead of him, just right behind Nick uh, George Springer. Okay, that's fair. But I wouldn't touch him. I, I'm aware. I got him here with Dylan Cease. If Dylan Cease, it's Dylan Cease versus Byron Buxton. I'm gonna go Dylan Cease every time. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, all right. This just in on the uh, on the guy who just said to me, he said, "Wit or Buck, Wit for Buxton in Dynasty." Uh, he's got Byron Buxton, right? And he's being offered uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and his choice of either Cal Quantrill or Ranger Suarez. Yeah, I would take Suarez. I would take uh, Witt and Suarez for Buxton. I would do that in a fucking heartbeat in a heartbeat no doubt no doubt mm. 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 um all right well anything else exciting you want to talk about you want to talk about uh about lance lynn being hurt and josh rojas being hurt and all the other guys who i've drafted are all being hurt already yeah i got rojas in uh my home league in labor I don't have any Lance Lynn this year. Last year I was interested. I was really not interested this year where he was going. There were pitchers going after him I liked better. So at least it, I don't think it's that bad for Lynn. Should be, what, a month? So um, so it's not too bad. And Rojas, obviously, they said it's going to be a while. So he's a guy, if you have no IL spots, he's cuttable. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what bummed me out the most about Rojas, because I have him in a, in a couple of places, right? Because, you know, when you're like sitting there and you're building your depth and you pull in a guy, you know, it's like you're supposed to play third base uh, to open the season for the Diamondbacks. But he also he's already got coming into the year second short and outfield eligibility. So he's going to add third base like to have that as a guy to, for you to be able to move around on a regular basis. Like I, I I I feel very comfortable when I have a player like that on my uh, on my team, right? I can just put him anywhere, fill him in any spot there, and uh, and work around a ton of injuries and not have to like sweat you know waiver claims. Yeah, I mean the versatility, especially in any format, is important, and you know a little pop, a little speed. So yeah, I was able to get him. I think labor was the reserve round in my home league. I think two bucks. And someone was like, damn, man, I was hoping to get them. And then I saw you had the most money. So, yeah, it's uh, it sucks. So he's probably looking at what, four to six weeks, 
maybe. So that's a, it's a long time to miss at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Huge bummer. Huge, huge bummer. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, um, because now I'm going to, now I'm going to tease the next episode here and say that we're going to talk potential waiver claims, right? There's a guy in particular who I really want to ask you about, um, but I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to wait until tomorrow's episode because, you know, people for when the season's starting, um, having to run through waivers, I think uh, if we record that tomorrow so that they can listen to it first thing Wednesday morning, by Wednesday night, they can set their picks and uh, and make that happen. So um, how about we just uh, we do waiver talk tomorrow? Adam? Sounds good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Annie Up. Big thanks to all of you for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.